tales of I'm Jeremy Grew. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, the podcast where we talk about X-Men. This time, we're finishing the Uncanny X-Force run from Rick Remender. Uh, We've got two issues left in the series, and then we're going to be doing some kind of wrap-up thoughts and feelings about this thing. Uh, And I am excited to get into it, because I think the series ends on a real interesting note kind of a it's it's a it's a weird conclusion for everything and i'm interested to talk about mm-hmm. it how are you gary yeah i'm doing pretty well doing pretty well the uh yeah no notes no notes nothing, nothing to report nothing going on no, no no new stories you didn't get another vasectomy huh that that, that stuff story kills so if you got a second I one actually, you should tell us about it uh i had my my balls replaced with ferro rocher candies oh uh, to make my uh, all my product extra sweet. Mm. The, um, Here, I've been just drinking burns. pineapple juice like a like a chump. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 I do both. Okay, <laughs> wow, yeah, it's, it's 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 a whole cocktail. It's a, it's a it's a fruit medley. <laughs> um, basically, just uh, replace them with dessert. Uh, uh, desserts. You just like putting the coconut in the rum before bottling that, not letting anybody yeah. get a chance to mix it up. Yeah, the cocktail to go, man. I'm telling the, you. Um, yeah, that's, that's what's going on with my balls. What's going on with your balls, man? How are you uh, doing? Balls are pretty Maybe good. No, no. Although uh, I have a yeah. um, checkup appointment with my doctor, and I will probably uh, pull the trigger on that mobo um, and, and yeah. knock that out. Because uh, I've, I've been meaning to do it forever. I just haven't have not made the time to do it. So it's not so bad. Like yeah. it's uh, it's 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 not so bad. And once you've done it, it's it's great. Yeah. Um, once you do, once yeah. you do, it's like a tattoo. You just want to get more. Yeah. It's uh, I keep going in and having them undo it and then redo it. Snip, snap, snip, Gina. Well, that guy yeah, was so, snip, that guy snip, was so snip. charming that I can I can see why you would want to keep going. I just want to hang out with him. And every yeah. time I make a new vasectomy appointment, I try to say like, "Hey, man, we should get together and play magic." He's not into uh, that, but though. I get too nervous because it, my balls are out on the table. Mm. Uh, so then uh, I I don't. I just get the vasectomy. I go home, and then after recovery, I'm like, I had my chance. I should gotta ask him to hang out. God, imagine um, a guy like having uh like a scalpel that close to your balls and being like, no, nah, I'm pretty comfortable with the relationship that we have. I don't think we need to, yeah. to do anything else with this. I tried to do the weirdest thing he could say. <laughs> this is uh this is only vaguely related, but uh me me and the guys in the band, uh we were we were having fun just you know joking around. I can't remember how it came up. We were talking about uh going to urinals, you know. And uh, urinals, when they don't have that privacy wall, the the thing that makes urinals kind of suck is that you could just look down and look at somebody, uh, look somebody can come down and look at your ding dong. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, there's like comparison device and things. And we were trying to think of the funniest thing to be there, like to punish you, okay, to looking for looking down. And we decided it was a little black bring our POWs home flag. And then when the person looks up, just go semperfy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And then that would punish them for looking down at your fly oh, man. Uh, while you're urinating in a trough or whatever. A Trump 2020 tattoo would be pretty, pretty awful. Oh man. A tattoo, tattoo of any kind would be, cause you'd have to look a little closer to get you'd it. You'd have to squint. Yeah. And you don't want <laughs> yeah, to be caught. You'd have to squint. <laughs> you don't want to be like, the guy listen, that gets caught squinting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't be caught squinting, yo. You, and you, you could say something like, Hey, I couldn't help but notice. And I don't want to look closer. Could you please describe it to me? Uh, which would also be weird. You could be like, I'm blind. Would you please describe the tattoo on your dick? Uh, and see if they do it that way and get the audio picture of it. Uh, but 
<laughs> in general, you don't want it to look. But I, the, the fact that we don't have those uh, those privacy shields are not standard drives me nuts. Me too. Like, yeah. I understand it's no big deal, you know, and nobody's looking. But also, like, I don't know. Uh, I think that if, if, you, if you're saying that you're not more comfortable urinating in private, uh, you're lying. I am um, pro making all bathrooms unisex and just having all bathrooms be stalls. Like, absolutely, I, I do not think that we need um, anything more than that. <laughs> I don't nope. think, and I, I get why urinals exist. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a dummy or anything. But um, I, I just think I, I would just be always be more comfortable in a stall every single, or just a single use bathroom, like a like a like when you go to a, yep. like a restaurant, and they only have like the one bathroom or whatever. Unisex, yeah, yep. into it. Just me too. Yeah. Uh, omnisex. The uh, the other thing that's like interesting about that uh, is we went and looked at uh, our wedding venue uh, oh, yeah. last weekend and uh, put down the deposit and stuff on that and uh, you know they showed us where the bathrooms were uh, and it is uh, it's a real old school building so it uh, has the weird old school thing of the men's room is a men's room but the women's room has a lounge <laughs> like it's got a whole like a, a, a fainting couch and then like a lot of art and flowers and you could like hang out in there for a while. It's like the, the like the women's room in the office. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly like that. Uh literally. And I understand for a long time I was like, why why does that happen? And then I realized it's because urinals uh mean faster throughput. You know, you could you can get people in and out of a bathroom faster. So maybe women have to wait longer in that scenario. And that's always been true after I've left a uh you know a movie. Uh you know, there's a longer line and stuff. So they want a place for them to hang out. At the same time, though, I cannot imagine laying down on a Shea Lounge in, in a place where urine happens. Yeah, yeah, dude. I'm, no matter what, you know, how the bathroom is gendered, like, I don't, I'm not going to do that. I just, I just think that there's, I, I, and I understand that women's bathrooms are uh, far and away much, much, much bigger than, um, or it's cleaner than a, a men's restroom, specifically because of the urinals, I think. Like, we just, we're just splashing yeah. pits everywhere in those things. I hate it so much. Um, but I, just the idea that you're like, okay, yeah, we're just going to, hang out <laughs> in this yep. bathroom is just yeah very strange super uh, silly have we started talking about comic imagine. books yet are we are we just still on, uh, we're still in dick and, and pee territory yeah i don't think we've done comic books yet and okay. i i sorry i distracted pockets getting into something Uh-oh. i'm trying to stop him um push him away um but yeah we can talk about comics okay let's um in fact we can talk about uh uncanny x-force number 34 uh, here with this great cover of uh, a regular apocalypse with a tiny kid face <laughs> sneaking up on Wolverine over a body over a dead body. I um I love this. I think this is a brilliant cover. I just love oh, it. child child apocalypse never will never cease to amuse me. Like just the concept of, of kid apocalypse is very hilarious to me, even though it's like it very is, seriously thematic in a thematic way. <laughs> yeah, it is the coolest he's ever looked. Yes, as a as an inherently very silly design. Uh, one thing I didn't notice about this apocalypse suit is that it de-emphasizes the giant A on his belt. Yeah. Like to make it look a little bit more like just a, a little symbol, you know, that happens to look a little bit like an A. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a smooth move. Yes. Cause the gigantic bold font A, which as much as it's super, you know, iconic is, is hilarious. I think the, the best part of that is that if you look at the members of the brotherhood of evil mutants right now, um, it, Shadow King wouldn't do this. Sabretooth wouldn't do this. 
Fang wouldn't do this. Uh, nobody, none of them would actually think or want to do this. But I think Shadow King would be the one to think about it and implant false memories into like one of the Omega kids to to do this yeah, for to him, right? On their belt. Yeah, like, yeah. and I imagine that that's how shit gets done at this like weird fucking villainous layer that they have. Is Shadow King is like, I need the dishes clean. Omega Black, your mother died before your mother died. Do you remember what she said before to you? She did the dishes. <laughs> Uh, best best way to get shit done (laughs) the uh um so we uh and yeah we we just started uh it's been longer for you guys than it is for us what uh what happened last time jeremy catch us up um we had a big old fight uh uncanny x-force uh has come to rescue evan um and in the process has killed a bunch of the brotherhood of evil mutants so far um and then at the end Unable to be tempted or to be forced into taking up the apocalypse powers that he is destined to have, um, Evan chose to do it himself after realizing that Fang would not stop unless he did so. Um, so he chooses to put on the suit, and it looks like he's mad as hell, and he's not going to take it anymore. So he's about to yep. go the fuck off. Yep. Uh, we, we open up with uh, Fang, who is drowning his father talking to him, looking at a security monitor and seeing uh, Kid Apocalypse walk through and basically saying, like, listen, I, I, you know, I told Sabretooth this is all he needed. You know, so uh, next, and he's explaining to Wolverine. So next thing, uh, Shadow King's going to get his head. Things are going to get bad. We're going to kill everyone, all your students yes. and then your friends. And then we're going to tell everybody that you did this. <laughs> uh, you, you're the villain, you know. Perfect. Um, what a dick. Uh, you know, it's important to see for you to see that I'm the one who broke him. Yes. You know, he put on the armor. It was his choice. Bad people do bad things. It's born into us, no matter how we negotiate with ourselves. Yes. Uh, you know, and one of, one of the philosophical like questions that the, the book is asking. Yeah. Especially you know, about Wolverine, uh, right? Like whether or not he is yep. actually the hero that he, he kind of sets himself out to be um, because he has murdered a bunch of people. Um, yeah. We switch over to Psylocke, who, when we last left, had sort of lost a battle with uh, the Shadow King. Um, and had awoken in the real world with no memories. And here we see her kind of fleeing from this burning building uh, and realizing, trying to, struggling to remember who she is. And then she sees a a mental knob, um, which I bet that plays a little differently in the UK than it does the US, huh, Gary? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mental bell end. Yeah. Um, um, she turns the key on this knob um, and it it all comes flooding back. Uh, she She had put herself in a state of self-induced amnesia uh, to basically allow herself to escape to the real world so she could escape from the Shadow King. Um, and then she's immediately yep. confronted by, what is this, Omega Blue? Omega, Omega, this is Black. Omega Mr. Iceman? What is this? Yeah, Omega, Omega Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze. Holding on to Omega Red Jr. Yeah. Uh, basically. Uh, and he's even been replayed again. He's like, you, you people did this to my brother. You slaughtered him. Uh, she was walking down the hallway with amnesia. She didn't do anything. Yeah. You know, he's like, Yo, you're a murderer uh he's gonna uh fight her he's like yo i'm gonna suck out like he feeds on psychic energy this is gonna be important later Mm -hmm. um or this is omega white not omega black uh he's just dressed in black um we cut over to uh eva and nightcrawler and eva is going to kill him for betraying the team yep you know uh this is ridiculous and he's like no i was gonna go back and help the team you don't understand. Uh, and she basically says no more rationalizations. I've been with you enough. I know your patterns. 
And she predicts where he's going to teleport and stabs him through the chest. Looks like a pretty mortal wound to me. If I'm bleeding from both sides yep. of my body, take me to a hospital. <laughs> I'm not going to be yeah, doing any I have a hole in me. Yeah, yeah. I, I am. I have a hole um, in me. Um, yep. He teleports away, um, and the skinless man apparently survived all that stabbing from uh, Wolverine earlier, and he is now fleeing from Kid Apocalypse. Um, and he's yep. trying to bargain and saying, like, hey, there's there's one last thing uh, that I can give you if you spare me, and that's Phantom X's heart. Uh, and, you know, Phantom X's body is still crucified on the wall. Um, and he grabs the heart and is like, hey, you can just take it like, and, and you can fix him. You, you'll be a- able to fix him. And it looks for a moment like he's going to and Skinless Man is just crushes it directly in front of him. Um, yeah. Skinless Man has the weirdest fucking sense of humor. Like, I feel like, yeah. um, <laughs> what was that Xbox game that everybody loved? Fable? Did you ever play Fable? I, I haven't played Fable, actually. It's it's a weird... I haven't played any of the Fables. Um, I tried playing the very first one because I had just like, gotten an Xbox when it first came out. And I was I was like, oh, mm-hmm. let's play this game. And it just was filled with the weirdest fucking... Like, there was a fart button or something. Like, I just hated every... Like, it was just <laughs> off-putting. And I feel like the Skinless Man had, it would, like... It's Rick wrote Fable is what I'm, I guess I'm trying to say. So. <laughs> my, my big Fable memory was I had a buddy who was playing Fable 2. And I went over to his, uh, it was my, another one of my friend's roommates. So I'd go hang out with my friend, Derek, his roommate, Rod, who was also my friend, um, would be there playing it. And every single time he was just watching an animation of him hitting a, an anvil, like blacksmithing every single time So weird for like a month, every single time I came over, it was just clank, clank, clank. And I'm like, Oh, what are you doing? What are you playing? Like fable two. And it was always just clank, clank, clank. And I have no idea what actually happens in that game. I just know about clank clank. One day someone's going to sponsor um, WAF to do it, and you're going to be you're going to see Gary. You're going to see. I, I thought about throwing it on there myself, just because it's a big game that I've never played. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what I did with Crisis uh, this this month, and boy, that only kind of works out. That game's fine, <laughs> 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 but you know it's still interesting. Nobody ever talks about it, so um, I, feel, I feel like he, yeah, he fucked it up. Everybody talks about Crisis, don't they? Like about every. Everyone talks about how like graphically intensive it is, but nobody talks about what kind of game it is. Oh, I just assumed that it was you like know? a first person shooter kind of well, garbage. Well, it's so. a first person shooter, but like what happens in it? How good is it at that? Is you it? Know? Is it good at that at all? I don't know. It, it for parts of it is. Okay. Like for most of it, it is. And then it, it turns into a, a, it has a bad last third. Oh, uh, yeah. The first part's great. I, um, um <clears throat> go ahead. The, uh, yeah. So, so Skinless Man starts running away like, hee hee, I did it. I did it. Uh, and, uh, as he's doing so, Deadpool stabs him in the throat. Yep. Uh, you know, and, and Evan is still in the throes of this like internal conflict from, uh, the previous issues, uh, just starts yelling. How, how can people be this horrible? How can people be this decayed and like starts shooting his powers everywhere? Deadpool goes flying. He's basically just going to blow this entire building up at this point. Um, yeah. Fang, uh, running on top of the building to the helicopter as an escape, uh, is caught in this blast. And as the, you know, the roof crum- crumbles underneath him. He falls down. Um, and then we see our boy Farouk who gets confronted by what mm-hmm. looks like Omega white, um, who tells them that, uh, he, she, he has killed. I don't know the, any of the genders for the Omega clan. No. Um, they're, they're fake. They're, they're fake brains. They're just made up villains. <laughs> for this. It's just very funny. You know, they're, they're not characters. Uh, he said the, he says, you know, I killed uh, Betsy Braddock. Farouk says, how dare uh, and then uh, the twist, this is actually not Omega White. It's Omega White being piloted by Psylocke. Yes. Uh, and Omega White eats psychic energy. Uh, so just devours uh, Shadow King. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and then she races uh, the artificial mind of Omega White. The idea of being Shadow King away trapped in this vegetative state. Dope. You know. That's not going to come yeah. back and haunt anybody. <laughs> yeah, it seems like a good idea to kill the Shadow King. Every time he comes up, it's pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> you know, but, you know, it's the point. Yeah. Uh, uh, do, what do you think uh, Krokoa will do with the Shadow King? I can't remember if he's ever <laughs> sh- showed up over there yet. I, I, th- I assume he did. I, I, I need to catch up with those. Again, I need something that deinterlaces them. I, I just want to be able to read all, like, the entire story in order across all the titles. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Anywho. Anywho. Um, we, we, we cut over. Uh, so she's happy because she didn't kill Shadow King. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, she does not want to murder anymore. Uh, we cut over to Deadpool giving Wolverine mouth to mouth. <laughs> Wolverine's face when he realizes uh, what is happening is yeah, very, very funny. He vomits. Yeah. Like, pres- uh, yeah I mean, he's, he's probably really in, vomits in, a bit. ingested a whole lot of water when he was in that, t- in that yeah. know, tub. Um, of course, you know, he, he's immediately like, where's Evan? Um, he's like, oh, he's, he's gone a bit angry. Um, and he says, you go find him. I've, I've got some work to do, basically. Um, yeah. Psylocke finds Evan and um, is like, hey, we, we got to get out of here. You know, come with me. And he just slaps the shit out of her. And it's revealed that that's not, that's not Psylocke. That is uh, Mystique. Um, and, she's, yep. and she starts begging, like, hey, this wasn't any of my idea. This was all his idea. Um, and he's about to just absolutely murder her and, and says, like, hey, you're a bad person. You set all of this up. You did this on purpose. And uh, out of nowhere, Nightcrawler poofs in and bamps him and yep. her out, saying, uh, there's nothing for us here, nothing but death. <clears throat> yep. I got to see where the, that goes. I don't know where those characters show up. Yeah. Cannot remember. Uh, we cut over to Fang. Uh, he's crawling. He's like, this, you know, this is just perfect. The kid went crazy a little bit before scheduled, you know, the skinless man fucked it up. Uh, you know, basically like the plan has gone tits up, but it's fine. Yeah. You know, cause it's still going to fuck over the people I want to have fucked up. Uh, things like, Oh, you got out, you know, Wolverine shows up. Oh, you got out. It's better this way. It's more honest. And he pops claws to fight him. We switch over to Wolverine's, uh, monologue, you know, inside his head. Uh, uh, Fang is releasing these pheromones to try to calm Wolverine down. He's scared of him, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, his plan is gone. Yeah, he tried to drown him. Uh, and we get this fight between them where Wolverine, uh, Fang is going full berserker. Wolverine is trying to stick with his his consciousness. Yes. You know, his mind, he cannot go, you know, go mad, cannot go berserk. Yeah. And um, um, this is intercut with the the dialogue that Fang um used in when they were sitting around just drinking earlier where he says you know do you ever think about what could have been um do you think about like you know all of this stuff and so wolverine is thinking about this as he's like basically murdering his son (laughs) as he he, he, he does murder him he slashes him and then drowns him in a puddle Uh, pretty Uh, pretty rough yeah big uh big parallels with um archangel getting the the fantasy of what his life would be like Mm mm-hmm you know, uh, here's Wolverine thinking about that as well. We're getting like to actually see him do camping trips and do father son stuff. Yeah. You know, uh, play catch as uh, as he's drowning him, uh, which for me, good riddance. Fuck a thing. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we're not. Uh, we're, we, we do not care about this. In fact, this is extremely exciting. Yeah. We're, we're very excited about this. This is great. Um, Apocalypse. What, what an awful character. Evan shows up. Um, and this is the scene that we saw um, in the last episode of the podcast a few issues ago where uh, so this is this is all taking place. Everything we've been talking about takes place in three hours. Um, and he comes up and says, hey, this is 
the only way it could have ended, you didn't have a choice but to, but to kill your son. Um, and Sabretooth comes out clapping saying, oh, he absolutely had a choice and he chose to kill his yeah. own son. Uh, and this was Sabretooth's plan from the get-go. Like he, he knows yep. he can't kill Wolverine. So he just d- set up this whole situation where he will always, always remember that he had to kill his own son and it was Sabretooth's fault. Yep. Uh, he was manipulating Fang. You know, that's why he's doing the daddy issue stuff with Fang. Trying to get him this whole thing was revenge. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Wolverine is still kind of broken, but Kid Apocalypse is like, you're a monster. You deserve to die. And starts beating the shit out of Sabretooth. Yes. uh, There. Uh, And Sabretooth says, like, go on. Do it. Let him watch. You know, knowing that will just twist the knife on Wolverine. And Wolverine stops him. You know, this is revenge. This is what it gets. You don't want to end up like me. Uh, Sabretooth leaves. And when he leaves, he goes, har, har. Uh, uh, I know what it got me. I likes it. Har, har, har. <laughs> he, he's turned into a Popeye <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> and the, uh, it's real funny. And the last episode, I, I mentioned that the dialogue had some clunky bits for me. And this is exactly what I was thinking about was this. Yeah. I, I don't know what it like. I got, I know what it got me. And I likes it. Like who talks like that? Har, har. <laughs> like, it's, okay. See captain. All right, dude, my dude. Um, yeah. they go meet up at Eva, um, Eva, uh, where Deadpool and Psylocke are waiting. Um, they they lay Wolverine down and like on, on a table to presumably heal. Um, and Psylocke like walks out, and as she's looking at this whole like fire, she she notices she still has her sword on. And as she walks back into the ship, um, she is notably without her sword, choosing choosing the peaceful life, leaving the sword behind. Yep. Um, and this whole place, presumably Genosha, <laughs> it just explodes it's- behind them as they fly away. Yep, uh, they're done. They're done, and they won of like a manner. Sure, you know the uh, they. It's weird. They kind of both won. You know, it's a gray area. Like the, this whole book. Like the um, the they were trying to get Kid Apocalypse not to be tempted at all. He was tempted, but he had them there, and he saw it at the end. Yes, you know the the message being like, it's not this power. It's not the the you know the super suit or whatever that will corrupt you. It's not the being tempted by vengeance. It's by actually going in. Everyone's tempted. Yeah. You know, it, it's a, uh, it's actually committing to it and ruins you. And that's going to be, that's the climax of it as a, uh, you know, as an action plot kind of thing. We're in denouement for yeah. the final issue. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and issue let's jump into issue 35, which has a very classic cover of just everybody uh, that's been on the team basically. Um, so we've got yep. Deathlock shooting some guns. Uh, Archangel is back. Nightcrawler is there. Phantom X, Deadpool and Eva, as well as of course, Psylocke and Wolverine. Uh, Wolverine doing one of those fun, uh, you know, jumps, jumpy things, uh, which is very funny mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. Uh, very quiet, action. like issue. This one. Or what'd you say? I said he, he was springing into action. So. Oh yeah. Uh, we cut over to Wolverine, uh, where he's buried his son. He brought him home to Japan. Uh, just being, you know, if, if I knew you existed, I would have raised you, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I wish that was the case. Uh, and yes, very, very sad. And, uh, um, I do think that this like weird, I, I don't know, knowing that the name is a slur now, <laughs> like when I was, they put it on the tombstone. When they, when they put it on the tombstone, I saw that. I was like, yeah. East. Like, it just, I'm just like <laughs> anything. I mean, you can put anything you want to on a, on a tombstone. I think, I don't think there's a, there's a law against it. Um, um, no. but, but yeah. Um, it, it also is just begging the hand. To show up there and resurrect him. Right. <laughs> you know, like you, you, you do this in an unmarked grave, my man. And, or you like you cremate and keep the ashes in your room. Like you, this is a big flashing sign saying the hand should come make this guy an assassin. Yes. Yeah. Uh, ugh. 
um, uh, Psylocke we cut over has to, gone to yeah. Otherworld, uh, where she meets back up with Captain Britain, um, who is, you know, s- tells her, like, hey, you shut me out of our psychic connection, so do I even do I even want to know what you have been doing? And she apologizes, essentially. She never actually yeah. says, I'm sorry, uh, but she 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 correctly s- states, like, how awful this must have been for them, and, um, you know, hey, we, we disbanded X-Force, I quit you were absolutely right. Like it must've looked like it just must've looked crazy terrible for you to see me and my feelings for Phantom X, knowing that he deserved to be on trial and he deserved to be guilty, which uh, eh. <laughs> I'm still kind of iffy on that, yeah. on that part. But um, I do like that uh, Captain Britain takes this moment and doesn't like, yeah, you really fucked up. He's just like, yeah, like I actually, I found some more information. Like none of this was really your fault. Like we, you know, we, I'm sure that he had, since he had multiple brains, he was dealing with multiple brains. I have no idea what was going through that dude's head to try to get him to do this, which, and I can yeah. only imagine how that affected your relationship with him too. So, well, and just the idea that like, it's very possible that the version of him, you know, the idea here is the version of him that you fell in love with was different than the version that killed the kid. Yeah. You know, he had three different brains he was working with, one of which was a Sentinel. He was part of this weapon plus thing, mm-hmm. you know, uh, he's, you know, he, so it's really not your fault. And she says, Oh, you forgive me. And he says, I, you know, I, I love you. Nothing will stand between us. And she says, you're really going to regret that when I ask a favor, do you mind if I store the shadow King in an apocalypse armor here? <laughs> um, so, you know, that is also going to come up. The hand's just going to go on a tour of the, Boy, you, this issue and resurrect everybody. You could not pay me enough money to be to to, to follow the adventures of Shadow King and Otherworld. Like it's just I'm not. Yes. <laughs> it's one of, one of those comic books that like you're just never going to sell me. I don't care who's writing it. I don't care if it's fucking. It could be anybody. Just, I just don't care. Like I'm not. Just imagine not like the the title like the Shadow King and Otherworld, and then under it like Enter the Savage Land. Oh my God. And then on the cover, there's like a bunch of Shi'ar. <laughs> it's just all of the worst things about yeah. uh, the X-Men all in one. With his weird Shadow King armor, a psychic, psychic plane armor in the top left corner or something. Like, just absolutely not. Um, yeah. We cut back over to the, the school, Jean Grey School for Higher Learning, where Evan is back, is back in his room and Deadpool pops in. Um, he's in his, back in his red suit um, and he says, you know, what are you reading? And it's a, it's a book on meditation that Logan has given him to try to keep him control his anger. Um, and Evan says, like, you know, do you think sneaking up on, a, on an apocalypse is a good idea? And Deadpool's like, hey, do me a favor. Don't ever refer to yourself that way. Like you, number one, third person, bad. But also, you know, you're not an apocalypse like that's I, not you i've been yeah. i've been there with you this whole time like you you know we all have the capacity to be crappy people with bad tempers but you didn't do that like you were you 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 stuck fast um and yeah, yeah it's and a, he he says like no i was bad i almost killed mystique and it's like yeah but you didn't yeah you know like it, it's a and then I, I love this little bit where he's like yeah my whole life was a lie and i, I love this point like this is a great scene in general Deadpool says, none of us really remember our childhood. We just remember like how we turned out, you know? And that, that's like, that's a good point, right? Like mm-hmm. I remember my childhood, but I don't remember the nitty gritty. If it were just a simulation and I was the person I am, that's not necessarily bad. You yeah. know, it, it, it echoes Wolverine's thing of like, from now on is what matters. Yes. You know, who we are and who we choose to be is what's going to matter. It's not uh, what brought us here. You know, like there, there's, it's really, uh, one of the, I really love this run for a lot of reasons. We'll talk about this when we get the wrap up, but one of them is that there are so many of these little echoes, mm-hmm. you know, like weird thematic nesting where you can find just parallels like everywhere, 
uh, between these characters. Yeah, it's really, really good. And having this like yeah. weirdly touching emotional moment but with um, Kid Apocalypse and Deadpool, like I think, yeah, it's one of those fucking thoughts. It's, it's one of the, yeah. the things. It's one of the strengths of the X Men that like if you get a a writer with uh, with talent and with knowledge, uh, you you can create these moments from these characters, even if they're the, the most ridiculous characters you've ever heard of, right? Like it's just oh, absolutely. Like I I just go to Gen Pop and I'm like, yeah, man. The scene with Deadpool and Kid Apocalypse was really touching, and they're they're gonna be like, are you are you fucking high? You know, like are you out of your mind? That doesn't make any sense. It, it's it's the same thing I do when people are like, yeah, Hamilton's really good. I'm like, yeah, but it's a rap rap musical about the founding fathers. Mm-hmm. You know, except the difference being I'm right. Uh, <laughs> I gotta tell you, I don't know if we ever talked about this. Uh, I finally watched Hamilton when they put it out on the internet. Oh. Finally, uh, and this was I guess a couple of years ago now or whatever, but. Uh, I've always been a fan of like rap and hip hop and in, in like my twenties, like really got into like indie and underground hip hop and have maintained that over the last like 20 years. Right. Like I've, I've, I listened to a lot of rap. I listened to a lot of cool rap. Like I feel like my tastes are good. It was awful mm-hmm. experiencing Hamilton. <laughs> Just absolutely it, awful. Dude, <laughs> it, it is the most like for shitty white people rap that i've ever heard man i am i, I just I, the whole time like the flows were bad like the cadences were really off to me there was one dude in the like released version that had like a good voice but for the most part i was just aggravated with the whole situation it, a weird way that like my brain will turn garbage into goodness uh one of my like the funniest things that happens to me consistently every year now that we do karaoke at uh Duckstream, is when somebody makes Will do uh, Hamilton songs and there's a song called Nonstop on that soundtrack, which is catchy at points, but it has this huge breakdown about how many essays he writes and the way that it's delivered is specifically the way that Will does it, where he's like, he wrote 45 essays in 30 days <laughs> uh like it's the hardest fucking know, thing dude. anyone's ever done yes i know exactly it took me a little bit because I, I didn't recognize the name at all but i know exactly what you're it, talking about yeah it's I'm fucking howling with laughter every time that happens it's so lame it's so incredibly it's just, like, lame evidently and obviously lame and i don't understand how it like tricked people Oh man! Like yeah, man. He certainly did write a lot of essays. I remember <laughs> like, I, I, that's badass. Like I'm, I'm looking at Autumn there while we're watching this, and like I'm like, I'm like, like because some of the songs are legitimately catchy. Like I'm not going to take anything away from. Yeah. Like I just, you know, dude knows how to write some 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 lyrics, but it is very much like Broadway rap. And the fact that like people were like, oh, this is mainstream rap, and I'm like, guys, you, I mean, we have at the time we had Kanye right like you could point to good rapping like there's been years of history of just good rapping in the mainstream like that have done do you not realize that De La Soul's stuff has now just come to streaming oh my god dude! Uh, like like you you can listen to to a lot of bands like Like, rap is so much better than this like I just wanted to strangle that dude when I was watching that show sorry it's a very long tangent but I just man I can't let anybody talk about Hamilton without really going after it so that essay breakdown is so funny. It, I just It's filled with stuff like that, that too, man. Like every it, it seems like the end of every song or the end of every scene change is like some big like, ah, this is the fucking coolest thing this dude ever did. And it's like, you know, he he wrote a letter to the fucking editor or something. <laughs> it's, 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 uh, it's funny cuz well, I mean it, it it that's limited because it's about the founding fathers. Yeah. Like I don't know, like what else are you going to write about? And, and I'm I'm a civics guy. Like I don't I don't you know love the founding fathers don't got to hand it to him but like the idea of like creating you know statecraft and stuff is not something i inherently don't respect yeah absolutely it's just so silly to make it 
have the cadence of hard ass fucking rap. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's so immensely goddamn silly. Putting that putting that content uh, in the in the form of a flex is extremely strange. Like putting that kind of activity, I guess, in the form of a of a huge flex is is just really really weird. Um, very funny. West Wing, West Wing does that every, every once in a while too, and I consider that like, and I like the West Wing. Um, I don't think it really holds up as a, like a example of modern society or anything but like i like the way that the west wing comes together like a lot of the characters but like it definitely gets into those moments of like we're doing good government yeah <laughs> and, like they're just breaking their arm to pat themselves on the back with it yeah it's a uh, it's immensely silly <laughs> um so uh evan you know says basically you know you were the hero i needed yes because you know he did come back for him like mm-hmm. he's the one who who told him this and we get this very sweet moment deadpool's like oh no one's ever called me that you know yeah uh it's very sweet. I should go. Uh, and then we get the, a good little button joke of this. He's like, Hey, you still have my book. He's like, yeah, I know. Uh, meditation is for hippies or for psychopaths who think they're hippies. You don't want this. I left you something better. Uh, and he left him a big stack of playboys Yep. because apocalypse is going to go through puberty. Yeah. He's going to be jerking off. Uh, Kid apocalypse is jerking off is the implication. Thank you, Rick Remender. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> the, the seed of apocalypse. We uh we, um, we cut to Manhattan where uh Psylocke is um arriving home with groceries and finds uh Logan and Eva in her living room, which like I feel like I know you guys are like team members and bros and have been through a lot of stuff together, but like you can still just text me and call, or knock on the fucking yeah. door, man. Like why did you why are you in my apartment? Um Nobody texts. Uh, and he says that there's still one complication that's left unresolved. And she's like, I don't really, can I, can I just skip it? <laughs> like, I don't want to, I don't want yep. anything to do with this. And I feel this so hard. I feel like this is like yeah. working the last two weeks of your job somewhere and just being like, yeah, I don't really care about any of this stuff. I'm just going to leave. Yeah. A short timer, you know, uh, but you can't, you can't, uh, you know, let go of the past as they're flying there. Uh, she says, Hey, what did, uh, that future Wolverine tell you? you know, whisper in your ear and we get to see that, you know, and he says like, I couldn't kill the kid. Like I let uh, Akira live. And because of that, he kills the students. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it, it was good for you. You need to kill him because he will literally kill all the students, Mm -hmm. you know, um, Logan doesn't answer, but that is, uh, what, what caused that. So he's, it kind of casts Wolverine in the light, uh, all the stuff before this. He's had this in the back of his head the whole time. Yeah. Knowing that like, he was I going have to, to do this and kind of working himself up to doing this, right? Like, and yeah. pulling the team together and going after this and, and, and being a little reckless with this, knowing that he was going to have to go kill his son. Um, it also takes like the, no pun intended, it takes the fangs out, out of like Sabretooth's big thing, right? Like, cause if he already knew that, like he wasn't technically being manipulated yeah. so like he doesn't you do not have to hand it to Sabretooth I guess is what I'm saying no. <laughs> to, to continue he was being shit. manipulated but it was something Wolverine was going to do anyway exactly yeah. you know uh, for for good reasons not for spite reasons yes. you know because the good guys even if they are anti-heroes in gray area they're ultimately good guys yeah um, we cut over to where they showed up uh, here and it's it's like a facility uh, it's the same facility where they made the Omega clan yeah the white sky facility yeah uh, which you know, they got rid of all the the bad guys. Uh, now they're here and uh, they meet Deadpool, and they've set up a machine, the same machine that created the Omega Clan, to bring uh, Phantom X back. Yep. Uh, here and Phantom X. And the big twist is, yeah, yeah. Phantom X comes out. He's surprised, and then, uh oh, more Phantom Xs. His <laughs> uh, three brains have switched into three different uh, Phantom Xs. There's Phantom X. There's like Dark Phantom X. Uh, was really good. He's like, he puts a gun at uh, Psylocke 
like we you know we don't want to hurt you he's like hurt me you can't i was already gone you know and disappears so villain phantom x and then phantom x yes. the lady phantom x uh, uh phantom sexy is what deadpool calls her yeah um phantom sex so the yeah. they put you know his consciousness into this machine in order to create a body for him and the, and the machine interpreted oh this this consciousness has three different brains so we're going to make three different people um so now we have i love this little bit of like Deadpool is like, oh, there's three different Phantom X's, and Phantom X just looks at Eva and goes, explain this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. Uh, I like the idea uh, that like mutant hunter uh, Phantom X brain is is just out and, and about. Like I'm um, mm-hmm. I'm curious enough to like try to pursue some of this stuff and see where this goes. Um, I feel like the idea of like woman Phantom X is fine, but also it's just a I don't know when you just make stuff sexy. I just I need to I need this person to be a character before I can really uh, see if I, yeah. if I like this or not. They uh, this was a weird period where uh, for gender representation in Marvel comics there were a lot of just like what if a lady version yeah of of the characters. This is um, in the same like general era as that we got like Miss Sinister, you know, and uh, and Girl Actus sure. Uh, which is not the name, but like we we're we're getting a lot of that kind of stuff. Yeah, Eva got sex. Um, Eva got sexied up, and then we got you know, um, yeah. What's the other one that we hate? Danger Room. I don't think this was around here, but da- like oh, da- Danger, Danger Room yeah, is, Danger. Is, a, is a good example. It, it's and I don't like Eva and Danger. I like better than if they just take a existing character and just make a lady version. Yeah, you know, like and and this is not me being like a comic skate guy. Like, a bunch of my favorite characters are ladies. They're just original characters. I think it's a little bit lame to just be like here's the lady version of yes mm-hmm. you know like i love scarlet witch i love rogue like i you know a bunch of these characters i really love rogue isn't like she rogue you know <laughs> yeah she Hulk gets a pass because it's from the 70s or whatever but like the fact that they're still doing it in the 2010s i think is a little bit of a bummer um personally they all they all kind of chit chat a little bit uh and there's a there's a moment between deadpool and phantom x being like you know i might have missed you a little bit and phantom x responding i might have missed you too but i was dead so i didn't i didn't feel anything uh yeah and then the whole company parts ways um and unusually uh i think psylocke goes with them so she goes with both eva uh jean philippe and the the girl phantom x who does not have a name yet yep uh, and basically, you know, he finds out that the team is done Yeah, and he's like, Oh, we're done. And so yeah, we never should have started. Uh, they head off, uh, in Eva, um, Phantom X is taking them somewhere in the French Alps. He's like, where are we? It's like, we're at my home somewhere I want, wanted to meet. And it's where his mother is, you know, his mother who had died, you know, uh, she says, I've been having nightmares, you know, not anymore. Uh, she recognizes the lady Phantom X. Yeah, I know my own you know, daughter. This, this is, yeah, 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 mother, mother cluster. But who's this? Uh, and she's like, I'm Elizabeth Braddock. He's like, Oh, he's never bringing brought any of his girlfriends home. He must really like you. You know, it's kind of a sweet moment. Uh, she says, Like, is any of this real? And he's like, I don't know. Is like anything real? Like, maybe this is stuff in your head. Yeah. Like, you know, because Phantom X has weird. You know, not all the stuff around him is real. All the stuff with his family that's kind of fady and shady and as is happening she says well if it's all in my head i'd like to imagine a happy ending yeah um and also they just got they just dealt with the shadow king right um so like yes who, yeah, yeah. who knows what's going on with <laughs> yeah. that yeah um and it, and the series ends there that's 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 pretty yeah, much the conclusion the um i i think you know it's it's not often that you get a comic book with a pretty clear beginning and end especially in the marvel universe uh, where characters will endlessly cycle through you know various things and go through things and and, and you know 
we we constantly see the, the the circle of life as it is in a comic book and um it's really really rare to have 30 some odd issues like this that starts from a place ends at a different place you feel like every all of the team members had like really substantive arcs that were all good and you even like have clear thematic resonances with one another like this is just an absolute triumph to me to just all of these yeah. characters like really going through some shit and it can get a little navel gazy at times with the constant like you know the bad version of this is um midnight suns right where they where we get a group of heroes constantly wondering if they're doing the right thing um but it didn't it didn't get to that point like everyone was still pretty clear and like still trying to figure shit out in a in a really interesting way the entire time and then also like just on top of that all of the weird time travel alternate universes going to the age of apocalypse bringing characters back blah being eaten by a fucking shark from the inside out just brilliant shit absolutely fucking brilliant shit it, it really it really uh to me straddles the line between kind of like wacky and inventive but there's enough kind of grit to it and not just grit but consequence right like i was trying to think of why i like this so much more than i like wolverine and the x-men okay you know because both jason aaron and rick remender are writers who like to play with the toy box you know like Rick Remender will be like, you know, here's uh, the demon octopus and, you know, Omega White and these little twists, mm-hmm. you know, on uh, different characters uh, that he'll do. And he continually, you know, continually does it He in the um, the un- the Secret Avengers run where he has the person who creates small Avengers as their superpowers. Like he does real silly shit, you know, Hank Pym and little Modoc or little Ultron, yeah. you know, he-, he does silly shit like that. Jason Aaron does that too. Jason Aaron is like, oh, let's take the sillier aspects of this. Uh, his Avengers run is all about like the Avengers from 10,000 BC mm-hmm. and stuff like ancient Avengers. And I think it's consequence and having like a spoonful of medicine to make the sugar go down a little bit. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a little, uh, at times like a little grimdark and like very violent, but to me that combination tempers it. You know, it's not, it doesn't feel just silly for the sake of silly, that lightness and kind of outlandishness is in service to something in contrast to something, Yeah. you know, and tonally it just ends up feeling like a better mix to me than when like, you know, in Wolverine and the X-Men, Krakoa, uh, the human lawn, like the mutant lawn before it's an island, like eats somebody and they're like, oh, I guess we got to feed our lawn a snack. And, and then like beast goes and makes like a goofy face and it just feels like the silliest dumbest thing in the world yeah i think the, the you know that's that's something i really like about remender is that like he can he can really walk that he can thread that needle between like oh this is wacky time travel x-men shenanigans alternate universes uh but it never it never gets into like fucking parody or like slapstick stuff right um Mm-mm. even though like it, it, there, you know there can be times, very rarely yeah and, and if like, it does you know phantom x did go up blobs butthole yeah but it's at, at some point but it's a beat yeah. right like it's not a yeah. it's, it's it, it doesn't linger on it like uh like you're a national lampoon movie or something right like it's just a it's just a beat and you're like oh that's fucking weird and, and gross and then we just move on um and yep. so yeah that's that to me because i have the same problem when stuff gets a little too wacky and art is obviously trying very hard to be wacky and coming off as like a bad looney tunes cartoon i just i start checking out a lot of it yep it just become done. And I think that this is a pretty consistent strength of his. Um, he's not a perfect writer. Like there's a, so I've read, you know, as I said, I've, I've touched on at least all of his major, you know, Marvel stuff and read most of it. I haven't finished Venom, uh, but I read the Captain America run. I run, read the secret Avengers. I read uncanny Avengers. 
all good i think all uh all worth reading his punisher runs really good as well um there are things that are like missteps where he's taking this idea of like let's push um like realistic consequence for things too far in uncanny avengers there's a part where havoc talks about uh not wanting to be referred to as a mutant and refers to it as the m word yeah 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 you know that sucks uh and he should know better like that's you know that's a shitty move that's irritating um there are little things like that that are imperfect and there are runs where like he gets certain character voices better he's actually in an interesting way i think he's kind of an opposite of um so like brian michael bendis is a writer that can sometimes do really good work but he's really bad at teams mm-hmm. um i started reading his uh the a uh, battle of the atom like the the past x-men yeah mm-hmm. coming up and um interesting plot stuff's happening in it but all of the characters talk like brian michael bendis characters yeah like they should be talking like stan lee characters you know they should they should be like g whiz kids but they're all like that just happened and now this i like like they're all using these you know uh quip like brian michael bendis quips yes yeah. and they all have the same voice and it's irritating whereas like if you read ultimate spider-man it's really good like if he's just in one character's voice Rick Remender, I think, does a better job with a team with this where you can kind of split everything up. And the books that he's done where it's one person, like his Captain America run is really fun, but it spends a lot of time in Captain America's head. Mm. Uh, and that just ends up being okay. Yeah. You know, the monologue stuff gets a little irritating. The plot stuff that happens is still really great. Uh, the monologue stuff is not. Yeah. You know, he, he's a really interesting writer, really good with teams, I think. Yeah, I, I would um, I would definitely yeah. agree with that. Uh, I want to I want to go back. I want to read the Uncanny X uh, X Factor stuff. Um, and Uncanny Avengers. Avengers. I'm sorry. What did I say? X Factor. Yeah. That's not what I meant to say. Yeah. Um. I want I want to read more of this dude, especially in the X Men universe, because I think he like really grasped these characters and and really did like actual character work with them. Right. Like it just feels like yeah. people going through a lot of trauma and drama, which that's like the two things that you need for an X Men book. I think is trauma oh. and drama. Yeah. Bad things have to happen to, to characters to, or else nothing interesting happens. Exactly. You got to put yeah. your characters through a crucible, you know? Uh, the cool, like, I also love how uh, he takes threads that uh, comics have kind of moved on from sometimes and uh, keeps up with them. So, like, a good example of that is that the Uncanny Avengers run, uh, Rogue fucking hates Scarlet Witch. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, I'm not, like, we may have all forgiven you for this uh, House of M stuff, but I haven't. You know, like that fucking sucks. And that basically led to the mutants disappearing, which led to Cyclops going nuts, you know, which led to the team breaking up, which led to Xavier dying. Like, I put this at your feet, you know, and that relationship, like it, watching it develop and get over that uh, or not get over it is really good. One of the, you um, know, it's like it, it's super cool. The One of the things I like from that Battle of the Atom stuff is when um, the past Jean Grey sees uh, Scarlet Witch for the first time. And it's just, mm-hmm. she's like, you people just let her walk around after what she did. Yep. <laughs> like, this is fucking yeah, crazy. Yeah. Like, this is awful. And, 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 and like, she just has this intense reaction. And, she, and people are like, you shouldn't be reading her mind without her permission. It's like, she's screaming it. She's yelling it at me. Yeah, in her mind. She's, she's really guilty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like that too. Like, there, there are cool things in that run. I don't mean to badmouth it. No, 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 no. I just wish just, the characters had when you talked you about know, more distinct voices. Yeah. When you, that was one of my complaints uh, too. Although I, th- I think he does better yeah. with Cyclops than anybody else in there. Um, and then, uh, I don't know if you've gotten to the part where it's Cyclops jets, but you, if you do, that that whole series by Kurt Busiek Busiek is really really fun. That's yeah. a good that's a good run. Yeah, Kurt, Kurt Busiek's great. Yeah, uh, like it, weird. I always forget that that's like he's a great writer. Yeah. Um, the um, 
yeah, it's a there it it's cool to have somebody I like I will I will put between this and Uncanny Avengers, like this dude is in my X-Men canon of like good X-Men writers. Yeah. Um and it, again, I, we talked about this in the beginning, but it's worth going over again. It is amazing to me that this turned out as good as it did because the Kyle Yost uh a Craig, uh, what's his head? Craig and Yost run of X Force, where it's just the Blade Squad, and they're just grimdark. Fucking sucked. Yeah. Uh, them fighting the purifiers, you know, it just it was an excuse to stab. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there, the the that kind of redemptive act aspect that is in the best Rick Remender comics, where they take things I'm not interested in and make them cool, not only applies to characters. Like this is my favorite Psylocke, you know. It also applies to whole teams and concepts. Yeah. Like the special forces X-Men is not interesting to me inherently. If they're just going to go stab humanity first guys. Yeah. It, you know? it, it needs to, uh, it is interesting to me if they're doing time travel shit. We, uh, we, 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 I think we, we keep harping on this, but like all of the, the thematic stuff that the characters are going through while they're like having to do this, like the, the idea of, it's not an original concept of like, Oh, being on a kill squad is, you know, mentally fatiguing and it causes a lot of emotional drama. Um, but it like having the X-Men go through that, like having, like having like the inside scoop on Psylocke trying to deal with her relationship with Warren as he turns into something that she doesn't like anymore. And she realizes she doesn't like that about herself anymore. That, that's all really, really good. And it's not stabby at all, <laughs> but it's happening in the yeah. background of all of the stabby stabby. And that's makes what makes all the stabby stabby good. Yeah. Uh, just phenomenal stuff. Yes. All the way around. Uh, God, I, I even, I always, I keep concentrating on Angel or uh, Psylocke is the person who's kind of redeemed by this run to me. This is also the most interesting thing that's happened to Angel since he had his wings cut off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like uh, him, his whole thing in uh, Wolverine and the X-Men, like his new status quo is really interesting. That like comes up in that Battle of the Atom thing where young Angel meets him and he's just like, oh, this is fucked up. Weird. <laughs> I feel so you know, bad for young Angel in that run, man. Like when he meets old Angel, he's like... Wait, you have healing powers? What the fuck? Like he's yeah. just blown. Oh, you have no memory. Like what? What? What did you go through? <laughs> <Yeah>. Some stuff. <laughs> just some stuff. Uh, you know, it's it's a yeah, it's a it's 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 good stuff. It is. I really yeah. love it. Uh, I read. Um, I think I mentioned this. I read uh, a Rick Remender independent comic that he had done uh, called something like uh, Extinction League or End League. The End League. Okay, is what I read. Um, don't like it. Uh, very much. I think that he's also a writer, um, kind of the opposite of uh, Peter Milligan, you know, just put, contrasting with other writers, where he is really best in somebody else's playhouse, where he can take these ideas that have um, existing meaning to characters. Like he can take these kind of totems of the franchise. So something like Omega Red, yeah, right, which is a visual motif. There's this history and association we have. He can take it and twist it in a different way. If he's making something original that I've read, you know, I haven't read all of his original stuff or anything. It's a little bit weaker when he when he's not uh, doing a fresh spin on something that's already spinning. Yeah, you know, and that's something he has a lot, you know, in common with uh, Grant Morrison, where like Grant Morrison that run took all of these things from X Men as like let's do the space story, let's do the uh, you know the mutant rights story, let's do. Uh, this kind of story yeah like let's go through the hits let's do the future alternate future timeline things like that uh they're both different kind of forms of that like let's take this iconography and spin it yeah i like it Um, it. and i think it's for me too like um 
I think it gives writers a shortcut, um, so they can just be like, mm-hmm. "Oh, we we understand a lot about Wolverine. Like, we got this. Uh, yep. So we can just zip right there." Where when you're telling original stories, uh, it's easy to get, um, especially nowadays. Like, I find myself I'm a, I'm a little bit jaded when it comes to uh, comes to things sometimes because I'm like, "Oh, we're building up a, a story again about uh, okay." Like, you see all of the common things that yeah, because writing is writing, and there's you know seven stories or whatever. But like, you just have seen so much of it that it can be a little bit fatiguing. Um, not that like original stories are bad or anything. I'm not saying that. I just like, it's, it's, it's sometimes it's nice to be able to pick up an X-Men book and be like, you're going to get some X-Men shit. <laughs> like you just know it. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Don't start me at zero. Don't, uh, don't Nintendo tutorial me. Exactly. You know, yeah. like I, I've played a video game before. <laughs> I know the basics. Let's go on to something that's a little bit weirder. Yeah. You know, I, and the, like, I, I imagine, uh, there could be a criticism of this. Like this book would not be as good for somebody who is not a fan of X-Men. Like, I would never recommend somebody start with this. If, if you don't know who Apocalypse is or what the Age of Apocalypse entailed or any of that stuff, like, this isn't going to make sense or be very good. Yeah. You know, I think. It is uh, part of the reason why I think I, and we, we both resonate so much with this writer. Some people in the Slack have been like, you know, like, not a big fan of this guy, like, too grim dark, too edgy. Interesting. I think one of the reasons why we resonate is because it is, uh, it feels like, he is a big X-Men fan and it is for big X-Men fans, mm-hmm. but not in necessarily in a fan service way in a way like we're not going to pretend like you have no knowledge of this. Sure. Uh, and I, I just, I love that approach. There's also, don't, I, don't treat me like an idiot. I, I think there's also like specifically when it comes to me and you and how we read this and accept this, like this hits a lot of, of the high X-Men notes from our teens, right? Like going to the age of apocalypse, mm-hmm. all of the Grimstark stuff that we talked, we, we talked about this on the podcast too, like leading up to this as we sort of stumbled our way through the angel storyline of the last 30 years, um, like it hitting, like pulling from that era and making that stuff good, redeeming that stuff is always going to be super interesting to me. Like if you, if you show me Deadpool or you show me Angel and like say like we're gonna do something super fucking cool with this. He's gonna end up in a completely different place. Like you'll have my attention. Like I'll be I'll be excited to to see yep. where that goes. And better, like he lands it. Like everything works out. Like it, I felt like the entire time I was reading this, there was never a time where I was well, Otherworld stuff. But we weren't there for a long time. Like I could, but that's not his fault. Yeah. Like Otherworld just inherently kind of uh, sucks. So also weird the how much that was the art. Yeah, you know, also which that, we don't know how that. much control anybody has over mm-hmm. that. But I I really do feel like the art was a huge problem sure. for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I, you know, I, I think that, you know, just him being able to stick the landing makes that just super fucking cool. Like, I think it just, just, it makes it so good. Yep. Like it'd be really easy to have all of these ideas and not understand how to actually just make them work into a story, but just like, Oh, I, don't, I want Archangel to do this. But he actually like nailed all of these emotional beats with all of these characters, which is insane. Like, again, we, we said yeah. it, this, this, this episode of like, Oh, kid apocalypse and Deadpool are like, they made me cry. What? Sharing <laughs> a hug, me? and it's like very sweet. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Great stuff, uh, in my opinion. Um, it's gonna be really interesting uh, in a contrast with Jason Aaron and Rick Remender moving on to Old Man Logan when we get there, because that uh, run very specifically is also about taking these totemic things and and doing weird angles on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Millar is a writer with no heart. Um, I, d- I don't think that that is ever really about character beats and emotionality. I think that's always about um, big widescreen kind of dumb, exaggerated moments. Yeah. And uh, it had a huge weakness for him in my 20s. So I'm looking forward to revisiting and kind of, uh, you know, getting in conversation with that, that appreciation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
what should people do if they uh so that's coming eventually we got a after this we got a uh mcu movie wrap up yep. um we might have a show wrap up after that depending on how things go and then uh old man logan if not we'll do a show wrap up at some point i gotta watch miss marvel yeah um the uh which i want to I, there's no real reason i haven't i just gotta do it um hey time is money the, uh, time is money time is money and also more importantly time is time i wasted a, an um, hour and a half of my life watching a uh john ham movie the other day that i'm just i feel fucking terrible about i don't I, you watch that fletch movie dude it's, it's it fucking awful it is I, I cannot believe people on twitter said that movie was good like i was like i was that's, i came into it with that attitude of like oh some movie people that i know on twitter said it was good said it was genuinely funny and like someone compared it to fucking sneakers which is like one of my all-time favorite movies in the world and i was like okay well i will definitely give this awful 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 mm. awful it wow. it is exactly like the sketch in 30 rock where they bring John Hamm in and he's so just beautiful that everybody ignores how much of how incompetent he is. It's like, they were like, let's do that. Mm. But without any of the funny stuff that, that came, comes from that, it's just fucking a misery to slog through. Sorry. I don't, yeah. I haven't been had a chance to <laughs> yell at anybody about that. <laughs> so I, quite, you, quite right. You're the only person I've, I've don't have any attachment to Fletch. Uh-huh. So I haven't watched that, but I also saw the reputation and was like, huh, you know, people like this movie. Uh, it's interesting to hear. <laughs> because <laughs> i haven't heard anyone really talk about it i've just heard people be like oh it's fun yeah you know so i haven't heard very much detail awful 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 uh, what is not awful is, is going to patreon.com slash tv uh, <laughs> yeah, giving us that's awesome it's awesome uh giving us giving us some money every every month in exchange for goods and services and access to exclusive material um you can you can boss gary and cole into covering video games that you do like or don't like depending on where you want to go uh you can come join the community on the slack channel do all kinds of cool stuff so much exclusive content there that it is absolutely impossible to, to categorize even though i know cole tries to keep on top of it uh ratings and reviews certainly help goes a, a long way yep. to letting people know about the podcast and of course this the old faithful which is just telling your friends uh and coworkers and family and um who else should they tell podcast host are you, are, uh, are you on a podcast are you recording while listening to this <laughs> tell your recording right now tell your podcast host about it yeah yeah, why not give us a shout out? Uh, <laughs> you don't have to do that, uh, but you could if you wanted. Um, yeah, and we, we will see you uh, in a couple weeks. Yep. Bye, everybody. Bye.